Hello, everyone, and welcome to issue number 138 of the Backyard Funky Podcast. Tonight, we're rocking the original BCF lineup as Jay's Max out sick because he tried to transmute a small human, and we all know how that can go. Uh, Doc Chris is stuck in a never-ending synth loop, and Casey is, well, he's just Casey. Yar. (laughs) But you know, regardless of all that, tonight we're talking current events. You know that we're going to talk about the latest Tomb Raider movie and if it's worth a damn. And you know, since you're here, we're not going to pull any punches or spare debris shards out of anyone. It's going to be great. It'll be fine. It'll be good. Joining us tonight, we have Dave the Bearded Menace. I'll take two. Mm, cheesy smile. <laughs> the Bad Coyote, Sergio. Welcome, everybody, to the best damn podcast in the world. Thank you to everyone who's listening on Apple Podcasts. Google Play, iHeartRadio, pretty much everywhere you can listen to a podcast. Catch us soon at PAX East 2018. And thank you to everybody who's been tuning in, staying up in chat, checking us on our weeknight gaming sessions on twitch.tv slash badcutiefunky, and uh, allowing us to do what we do. And I'm your host for the evening, Goose Greg. Now that we've gotten all that business out of the way, yeah. gentlemen, what happened this week? Um... The Merc with the Mouth is fucking back. We got a little taste of DP2 today with the uh, newest Deadpool trailer. Um, started with some nice cheesy 80s music, as it should. Mm-hmm. Um, Ryan Reynolds <laughs> swearing his stuff away. or like right, right. I don't know about you guys, but I can't see Deadpool or Ryan Reynolds as two different people. Like they, it's, I don't think any actor could be Deadpool. He's so perfect for yeah. Wade yes. Wilson. Like he is the character. His entire yes. even before he even knew he was going to play the character, and apparently he's always been a Deadpool fan. He's been that character. Go back yes. and watch Ryan Reynolds' movies and tell me that's not Deadpool. Yeah. God, you can even see it in um, Blade Trinity. Like as bad as that movie was, he was by far like the best part of it. So good. Men- you could you could even see it in the proposal. You can see it in Just Friends. <laughs> just start naming off Ryan Reynolds movies. <laughs> you can see it in Waiting. I think yeah, that's what all else? You can oh, see it in Two Guys, a Girl, in a Pizza Place. He was in that too. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> you know. Oh man, Ryan Reynolds. What else have you not been in? What else? Everything. He's been in everything. Everything. Uh, I, I yeah. Watching this trailer is kind of funny because we're living in a world now where uh, Avengers: Infinity War is coming up. Oh, and then man. you have this like little what feels like an indie superhero movie coming, but not, yeah, but it, it, like like it has that same budget, like a little bit more. Um, but it's weird that it's like we live in a time where we got these two major superhero movies coming up, and we we're just so spoiled as nerds. If you really think about it, so good. And the trailer, yeah. oh my god, I, I actually lulled out loud. Like I was sitting there watching it, and and you know movie trailers, especially some of the jokes when they try to hit certain beats, you're like, okay, that's pretty cheeky. But I actually laughed in this trailer, and I thought it was really good. And I love, I never get tired of seeing them doing the X Men in their actual costumes, like Negasonic Teenage Warhead with the yellow and the X on her chest. I'm like, yes, yes, the X Men yeah. wear color, Brian Singer. It's not yeah. just motorcycle suits just to look cool or for whatever freaking reason. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and yeah, it's not like a punchline. It's like it works, and I think that's a, that's a testament to like good costume design too. Oh hell yeah, mm-hmm. we could just get it to fucking work. Now, speaking of costume, yeah, was he wearing the gray costume a little bit? Like I don't know, I don't know. X Force, like right? Shadow. Yeah, 
I don't know if it was like a shadow or something, but it was right after he like hit someone in the face with a brick. And he gets up and he goes, tell me they caught that in slow-mo. I swear to God he was wearing the gray costume. Oh, it was definitely, the, was it was really, definitely the gray costume. Right? Yeah. It had to be the gray costume. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. I only watched it twice, to be fair. To be fair. <laughs> only twice. Only uh, twice. There was another trailer that we'll talk about later that has captured my interest for more than twice. Um, I I love I love how I love just the beginning of it all. Just him running. Just start the car. Start yeah, the car. Yeah. And it's all like muffled and like in in the background. And then he just crashes through the window. And the trailer kind of starts. Oh my god! Like I love that they brought back like Dupinder. <laughs> like I know. what? He's back. It's so. Ridiculous. And he doesn't need to be back, but he's back. Yeah. It's like oh, he was he was a favorite out, out of out of uh, out of the movie. People are like, okay, let's bring him back. I, I kind of feel like he was supposed to be like a one shot, like one deal kind of thing, but he tested oh, yeah. so well, like in the in the live uh, the live fire of the launch of the movie, that they're like, oh, we got to bring this guy back. He's 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 a crowd oh, yeah. favorite. You got to figure he's dirt cheap too. He has. Oh to yeah, because he's like a nobody right now. And yeah. and, and all and all the crazy cuts in the trailer towards the end, like like it looked like Deadpool was flying the X jet. I don't, I don't know if that's true. Surprised. Yeah, I mean, and he's rolling around in like freaking Xavier's like. like oh my god, oh my. that killed me. Uh. Him just like going around in Xavier's chair. <laughs> So good, like he's inside of the mansion, just messing about. Like, I wonder if we'll, we'll see like a good cast of the X Men, maybe somehow. I don't know. I mean, they. I don't. What I like yeah. is they still showed us like some baller shit that Deadpool does. Like when he fucking the guy shoots through his hand, he puts his hand through the, the gun yeah. through his hand, turns and he around, just turns it around. Face. Yeah, it's like oh, it's baller when he's fighting like those other like uh, like naked guys with like the katanas and whatnot. Like you're still doing like cool badass shit that we know this character to do, so we know it's gonna be. Funny, but have a lot of like fucking awesome scenes. Hopefully, it's much more. Vi- not saying the first one was bad, not saying that, but I'm hoping it's more violent. We see a bit more uh, blood and gore. We're calling ourselves X Force. Isn't that a bit derivative? <laughs> I, I think I think it's going to be more of the same because I remember um, hearing when they announced, like, did they switch directors for this one? Because yeah. uh, Ryan Reynolds had like a specific vision. He wanted to be more like the first one, and the director. Uh, of the first movie, wanted it to be like a little more action based and wanted it to be like a, like a little bit of a different tone. Um, what? Whoa! Yeah. So, so, so he was I, like, I "You're that buddy. was like pre- That was like they announced it and they were like, "Oh yeah, do this thing." And and Ryan Reynolds and the directors had different um, views on what this movie should be. So I'd be very interested to see if that kind of pans out. Um, yeah, I mean, and in the end, of course, the studio's going to be like, "Yeah, we're we need to listen to Ryan and like keep him around." Right. So we're just yeah. going to let you go there, director. Okay, see you. Here's a muffin basket. Goodbye. Yeah. I mean, kudos to the director for like bringing Deadpool like in like his true form to the big screen. But hell yeah. You know, sometimes if you want to change something a little too much, someone pulls the plug on you. Yeah. Speaking of things that are that's a little insensitive. Um, So I I found this next bit of news rather interesting. So everyone knows that last September, Toys R Us filed for bankruptcy and announced very recently that all UK and US stores are going to close this year. What you might not have known is that the Toys R Us founder died today or yesterday, one of those days. He was 94 and his name's his name's Charles Lazarus. Um Sounds like a villain. It sounds like a right? it sounds, like a, it sounds like a villain, or it sounds like I would open up a chain coming, of toy stores and sell them at a very high back. price and never lower them. It sounds like he's coming back anytime soon. That's what it sounds like. Um, 1957, fun fact, was the first Toys R Us store in Maryland. 
Oh, found no shit. Pretty Damn. Interesting. Yeah. But um, it's all like very like poetic kind of that like it, what he founded is gone or going and he's just like. It's a bit of sweet. So I found that a little little bit interesting. I have been going for the past couple weeks uh, to my local Toys R Us to see if there have been any sales. Thus far, there have not been. Uh, Come on. But I know. Well, there there have been small sales, but like I know, like I said last week, it's not anything to shake a stick at. However, I have been hearing rumblings that this upcoming week is going to be the big clearance one. So I'm walking in with a hundred bucks. If I don't leave with a stormtrooper helmet, a Boba Fett helmet, an Iron Man helmet, and a Star Lord helmet, I will be disappointed. I mean, they have oh, to. On, like Greg, the, the, the store is literally cro- closing right. down. I mean, they have to get rid of all the stuff that's in all of these yeah. stores. I mean, are they really going to hold hold on to all this merchandise at full price until the very end? That's just, oh. I, don't, I don't have any heart for Toys R Us closing. It was always expensive. Yeah, you know, I was just like walk know. through them, but like they were all ever since I was a kid, they were always expensive. It's like, why is this so much? Let's go to KB Toy Store, or you can get kind of the same thing for a lower it- price. And that's the other side of this coin is KB is making a comeback real soon. Yeah, they're like, yeah, now's yes. our time. Let's go. I, I picture KB Toys to be like um, the council in Metalocalypse where it's just like, no, <laughs> we wait. And now the time for waiting is over. And they're going to submerge from the depths and take over all of the toys and reclaim their rightful place in the th- on the throne. Like the Kraken of the toy store. <laughs> they're like, unleash, <laughs> unleash. Let's go. So we'll Love see it. what happens. I uh, I don't think anything too crazy is going to happen with KB. I think they're just going to pop up and go away again. Like like the like, hey, we're a thing, guys. Hey, we're, we're a thing again. Look, guys, we're us. Wow. But Amazon is still a thing. So exactly. No thanks. Um, but yeah, I just found that a little bit interesting, and I wanted to share it with the the world and all the podcast mm-hmm. land. Uh, Dave, you got something else too. So the CW, I'm sorry, Freeform is having a new comic book show thing trailer for cloak and dagger dropped um and i hits i'm underwhelmed i really am it has the same polish as like every other drama series we've yeah. seen that has comic book characters yeah. and ever since jessica jones i'm not really too interested in any more like tv comic book stuff anymore as much um i mean it was a good trailer for what it was i just didn't feel like i was watching a comic book trailer yeah um it just felt like it was something Else, I don't know, Greg. You're more the expert of these characters. No, I'm not. I don't know nothing about these characters. I fucking <laughs> yeah. I, I, I had to, I had well, to look these go. characters up. Cloak and dagger. Oh, Apparently, oh. like they're, they're like yin and yang. They yeah. complement each other, and they're supposed yeah. to be around each other because if cloak like gets too far away or get, or goes off and does his own thing, he's kind of like a Sith Lord. He kind of like sucks the life out of his enemies, and he gets really, really dark. But if daggers around, she kind of like balances that, so he doesn't have this crazy dark lust. Yeah. And and kind of the same thing with her. Like I think if her light gets too much, she'll explode. I don't know. It's, it's something weird. Like I looked at it right before it came on, but it's just like they do need each other. But also when they go apart, the, their powers exponentially grow or get bigger. I don't know. Somebody, somebody will probably correct us on this, but uh, yeah. So see, I, I I give you credit because I saw the trailer. I'm like, I care nothing about this. I'm just gonna go in this cold. Because like, so it has like the, the same beat that all the CW shows have. It looks just interesting enough yes! to make a good trailer, yeah. but to actually watch a bunch of episodes of this thing, it's just like, ah. 
I mean, who knows? It could it could be better than Arrow. I don't know. I don't know because there's like really is there anything that, that anybody watches on Freeform? Honestly, like have you ever? Honestly, of all the people you've talked to, friends, family, whatever, Heather said, "Hey, have you seen that new show on Freeform?" I fucking haven't. Like, I mean, Muggles do. Muggles love Freeform. Yeah. But Freeform is just owned by ABC. That's what it used to be ABC Family. Yeah. Well, what is this Freeform you're talking about? So f- it's a channel. Yeah, it's a channel. So things. Freeform used to be ABC Family, which used to be Fox Family, which used to mm-hmm. be the Family Network. Ah. Uh, so it's just okay. been going through all these different iterations and stuff like that. Um, I think it hasn't changed. Obviously, hands from ABC to Family to Freeform. It's just got a rebranding name. Mm, um, right. It's mostly like oh, I think it's that that Molly Ringwald show was on there at one point I think. And oh God, nothing really too oh. crazy. But yeah, like, I don't watch TV, and I'm not gonna waste yeah, time watching that TV. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, so like yeah. for, for me with Cloak and Dagger, I'm gonna give it the old Booster Greg three episode try, and if I don't like it after three episodes, that might be it. But if they do anything that's intriguing or they tie into like the old like the whole MCU in total, even slightly, that might give me a reason. Um. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. has been going in and out and kind of taking liberties where they can and things like that. Uh, so well, I'm that's just, that's the other thing. It's like it's he says it's owned by ABC, which Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I don't see any. I can't see this being good. I mean, it, it prop for I hope I'm wrong. I well, mean, I, mean think, like, I know I'm not like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is a roller coaster of good, bad. I found just when <laughs> yeah. it starts, they get their footing again. They completely slip up and fuck it up. That's what <laughs> yeah, you know mean. when it's good? When it fucking ends. That's when it's good. No, 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 no. Like, the Ghost Rider stuff was great. The tie-in to Winter Soldier, it was great. The Matrix World stuff, horrible. Um, this whole, like, new Hydra guy, horrible. But, like, this, the 100th episode I just finished, actually, this morning. Uh, and they're bringing back some older characters, which is really interesting. Because they had all these, like, old throwaways that were starting to get intriguing. And they go, nope, never mind. They're in the Matrix now. So they're starting to like bring those guys back, and it's starting to get a little more interesting. But they will lose their footing, I guarantee it. Um, yeah, so found... usually this usually happens with them. I mean, they had like yeah. a really good episode I liked a long time ago. The like the Star Trek ish kind of episode where like uh, what's her name was like marooned on this alien planet. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. That, that's that's yeah. pretty good. Yeah, yeah. They, and yeah, they just, the uh, well, they they just announced uh, or revealed on the hundredth episode we met this new character who's very Star Lord esque. He's kind of like a, a bandit. He's kind of a joker. He's jackass. Doesn't take a lot of things too seriously. Kind of like a tragic past kind of deal. And they just revealed that Ooh. he is. A, so they went into the future where the world got destroyed and they have to like kind of save everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and they it was revealed in the future that it was Quake who destroyed the world. Like the planet is in pieces, literal pieces. Whoa. With debris and shit kind of going all around. Debris. So they go back to the present and this guy, this I can't remember his name. His name is Zeke. Uh, he follows him, and he's on their side. Revealed that he is Fitz and Simmons's grandson. Revealed Fitz so, Simmons. Simmons. Fitz Simmons. Fitz Simmons. Simmons. Fitz 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 Simmons. I go, oh man, I love peanut butter, <laughs> peanut butter cup. I love, I love peanut butter <laughs> Those are treats again. If you ever want to know how to trap Greg, just lay a, a <laughs> line of cups. peanut butter cups, set up a box with a stick and a string, and you got it. <laughs> if you really want Ooh, to trap me, you get, Ooh, you get two Twix Ooh, and you sandwich it in peanut butter and put that on a string. That is a phenomenal little treat that I can't have until next year. Somewhere um, there's like a mass villain sitting in the camp, like, now I know how to get you, <laughs> Matt yes. Now I know the <laughs> secret. <laughs> <laughs> um, and and off off topic, but I'm going to throw this out there. 
it is official now, in my opinion, DCW, DCCW TV, Legends of Tomorrow is now the greatest show this season. Whoa, what happened? Uh, They've just been doing a really good job pulling out the Easter eggs. Constantine next season, if there is a next season, will be a regular. And he showed up a couple times in this, which is really cool. Um, I think Matt Ryan had an unfair task to like, they had impossible, I think, uh, ideas for the show. And he did a phenomenal, phenomenal uh, Constantine. And they actually, they did a reference, and this is what pushed me over the edge. Uh, they're describing John Constantine in the show. It's uh, one character to another. And they go, he kind of looks like Sting. And what's interesting about that is the original concept for Constantine was that he's just Sting. Like he looks, walks, talks, and acts like no Sting. No shit. Interesting. So like that for me, I'm just like, they got the writers doing their homework there. That's fucking awesome. Hats off to you now. And they're doing yeah. like a weird Green Lantern core of these totems. Which is oh, interesting. So they have all these totems that represent different elements. Uh, yeah. And they caught most of them. So like Rory, who's Heatwave, obviously gets the fire totem. And they got to use that for a little bit. There's the death totem, which no one can really use. Uh, the animal totem is Vixen. Uh, Winds, there's a new girl doing that one. But it, it's 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 getting me now. And everything else is so boring. Like, I don't care what's going on in Arrow. They just gave Iris superpowers for an episode. They're obviously running out of steam there in the flash. <laughs> so she can super bitch at Barry Allen. Yeah. And <laughs> Supergirl, as we've discussed many times, is just not a good show in general. So this and one for me is taking the case. And and I, I do want to catch Krypton uh, as Bill Gaming is pointing out in yeah. chat. It, it, I think I think it started up like, what is it, what, an episode or two or something like that? Because the, the trailer looked pretty good. Hopefully the show holds up because I I am interested in that storyline. It could be good. I mean, look look at Gotham. They're like, hey, let's do a thing Gotham. about uh, before Bruce Wolf. Wayne becomes Batman. Yeah. No and one cares about that. It was all right. I was supposedly it got better. I don't know. I enjoyed the guy no, who played. No, it didn't. Supposedly, I, I, I enjoyed the guy who played Cobblepot. Um, that was pretty much it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that, that was pretty much it. Mm-hmm. But but yeah, Dave, you were keeping up with the show, right? Yeah, and like it had promise, and I was hoping it'd be, like I said, noise of times. Just Gotham before the villains. Gotham before we saw, like, anything. You know what I mean? So there are no super villains. You see them like becoming what they are, gaining power, which they kind of show with Penguin, but then they just start throwing suit like villains at us for no fucking reason. Like, let me, like, you get a villain, you get a villain, and just like, they gave us an origin story for the Joker for whatever fucking reason. I, 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 so I saw an image on Twitter of, of that guy from um, Shameless, from, uh, Shameless yeah. and I was just like, oh, are they making him the Joker? And then I saw an image yes. of like him almost being the Joker. So, yeah, they made it. So, 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 so he's, so he's, he's, he, that's supposed to be, he's literally supposed to be the Joker. Yes. So basically, and he's good. Don't get me wrong. Like, yeah. He was actually really good. He's, like, he's he, a great. He, he's um, a great actor. I just don't want Joker to have an origin story. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's. It was. I mean, it made sense. He was like a. He was like in the circus, and he killed his mom because his mom was banging someone else, and the Graysons were in it, obviously. But Dick Grayson wasn't even born yet, and it was like the Graysons, and it was a cool episode because it introduced like the Graysons and another family that were like feuding. Um, but like yeah. it's. He's a good actor. Like his portrayal of the Joker is like very much Mark Hamillish. Mm-hmm. Oh, sweet! The way like he's like just the way he talks and how like he's animated. Um, and he did the whole like um, New Fifty Two Joker with him also later on in the series. With that where face cut up. 
Yeah, yeah with the face cut That's off and features. stapled back on and stuff. So yeah. it's stupid. It it was a thing, and it just became just shit. Like they introduced um. Hugo Strange, and that's where it went to, like, shit. Yeah. It's just... Uh, it just became, like, what else can we throw at them next? Monster of the Week. Woo! Monster of the Week? No! I hate and those like, kind yeah, of shows. And, and every single fucking season, Jim Gordon gets kicked off the force, or he quits the force, or he's just not... At the end of the season, he's not on the force. The season begins, he's doing something else. He's an alcoholic, drug addict, whatever. He's part of the force. At the end of the season, he's kicked off again. Damn, that's terrible. Yes, that's exactly what it fucking became. Oh, that's terrible. Oh, man. And something else that that kicked off, the Infinity War trailer, the newest trailer. Oh, my God. When that baby dropped, must have watched it 10, 20 times. I did want to watch it at first, but I was like, you know what? Screw it. Greg was like, oh, we know all the beats is going to be hit in this movie. Just watch it. So I watched it, and it it was pretty... I love... The, the the customized music they have for these trailers because it's you know it's Disney it's Marvel and this slow just yeah. impending doom theme that they have for the, uh, the the Avengers theme and I thought that was really awesome and you have Gamora narrating and talking to Tony Stark about Thanos like but what's his name again Thanos if he wanted to he could destroy the universe with snap of his fingers I was like yes <laughs> something that, that that Casey um, posted the, the a comic strip of. A panel of, and I was yeah. like, "Oh wow, they ripped that straight out of the comics. That's awesome." Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was really cool. And now you have like all these different teams fighting in different locations. Because I thought maybe maybe culminating to them all fighting together in the end. But it looks like they're all in different locations. You got New York. You got some space crazy looking thing with like destroyed debris and ships in the background. I'm like, where is that? What the hell? Mm-hmm. Um, and oh man, just Josh Brolin as Thanos, like that voice, killing it, killing that it voice with like Thanos. a bit of distortion. So he sounds a bit more, yeah. you know, like godly, yeah. my God. And then you, you see, you see like a shot of what looks like Thanos walking through a conquered world with tiny Gamora. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I was just like tiny Rick, tiny Gamora. What went up dumb, tiny and green. <laughs> and uh, it was so cool seeing the Chitauri soldiers. I was like, yeah. yo. He's like walking through the, the, the Chitauri guard in his full, like with the helmet and everything. I was like, yo, that's so sick. Look at this guy. And suppose yeah. this movie is going to be like, uh, it's more of his origin story and his movie than the Avengers. Interesting. And I was like, whoa, that's that's cool. So we're going to kind of see it from. Are they playing like 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 a Killmonger? Is that what they're doing here? Like, let's let's go, dude. I don't know. Yeah, I mean. I- I know that they said that the next Avengers movie isn't going to be like a part two of this, but I still have a feeling that it's going to end up with him killing off some major people and then like the other people, the other like whoever's remaining just kind of watching. And then that's just like cut to end. Well, that's it. what, what, what Okan actually said, mm-hmm. um, one of our, like one of our many cool followers, mm-hmm. he said, um, and I'll go with it. Maybe it'll end with him getting all the infinity stones. And the movie ends with him snapping his fingers and just, Ooh, it's like just an really anticlimactic cool. end of Avengers. Yeah. But the next one, the one that survives is Ant-Man because Ant-Man can get small enough where he like becomes a particle. Yeah. And maybe he somehow travels back in time to help out the other guys. Cause they've shown, I've seen like photo or, I mean, they've had photos leaked out of like the next Avengers movie mm. and Captain America is wearing his costume from the first Avengers movie. Interesting. Whoa. Yeah. He's wearing that, that old, like that, that weird looking costume. So it's like, and both him and Tony start to have like this weird shit on their hands, which looks like it could be like arc reactors are flying with it or something. There's like, they're wearing something weird. They're in the city, the city, the New York city, New York's destroyed. So it looks like the battlefield. Wait, is, it, is this Whoa. on the trailer? 
that we watch? No, we... this is these are leaked leaked photos. Oh, all right. Yeah, and Cap is wearing his old costume or his uh, his updated costume in, in the first Avengers movie. All right. So maybe there's some merit to it. Maybe Ant Man survives, goes back in time somehow. I don't know if I'd and... want that though. Like that's such a cop out for like. Hey, it's fine. Send the little guy back in time. It's fine. It'll be. I don't know if I want that. I mean, because remember, they, you said, well, it wasn't going to be a part one and part two. Right. Originally, maybe the cut was going to be that Thanos uses the, the time stone to go back, and he goes way far back right. to that point. Maybe. I don't know. They're just using whatever like um, whatever scenes they had already cut together. Yeah. But I like the idea of him like snapping his fingers, and the, yeah. the movie just ends. Yeah, that would be a really cool ending. It, it, it'd be cool if uh, if Thanos uses uh, the, the time stone, he goes back to the attack on New York, and maybe that's why he's wearing his costume. When the Avengers yeah. weren't really fully formed, but like his Chitari were like already invading, and they were already coming through the sky portal, so maybe he can do something there. Like that, oh, that'd yeah, be that'd be pretty be- badass. Like imagine he's just like mm, that point in time where you know, like this was all going down, and and or maybe like, this is where I could end it. Maybe he goes to every major point in time for each of these heroes in their like formidable moments, and just fucks them. What? Can you that, imagine that, that, that would go with the whole theme of like this whole culmination of yeah. all these years of Marvel. So oh he goes through God. all the years of Marvel. Yeah. Come on, that'd be great. Like. Imagine so, like he goes. I dare you, Marvel. I double dare. He goes to World War Two, and like during the fight with like the Red Skull, he just like shows up, or or he explodes the plane before it could like you know do anything, or like he goes to Iron Man one, and while Tony's still in that cave, just fucks him over and there kills him there, dude. Crazy. That'd be great. Yeah, if he goes through and he kills each every one of them through their origins. Yo, that'd be so nuts. That'd be nice. That'd be the craziest thing. So he's basically doing your idea for like Booster Gold. He's going back to the old movie, showing up that <laughs> stitch, the stitch. Oh, I love that. Fucking That's the shit best up. Theme ever. You know, waving hey and then just yeah. taking off. Just take and, and, then, and, then, and then you got Ant Man, it turns into Back to the Future with like Ant Man. <laughs> oh, you didn't have the, the piano that. That'd be the funniest how he would kill Ant Man, though. He'd just step on him. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! Like oh, like just just thinking about that, like that's oh man, that's that's a really exciting premise now. You know, if yeah, he goes through the origin happens. of each Marvel movie and each hero's yeah. beginning, and that's how he kills them. Oh yo, that'd be nuts! Yeah. Oh, I dare you! Yeah. Dare you! Make it happen! Please, damn it! Please now if that doesn't happen, would I? Well, disappoint I'm, me? I'm nothing but disappoint now. <laughs> nothing. Damn it! The bar is set too high. It's too damn high. <laughs> Um, yeah, so like that's gonna come out. We're gonna be excited. We're actually for that week. Just a heads up for everyone: uh, the podcast is gonna be on Friday that week because we're gonna yep. go to the Thursday showings for that. So we're gonna do kind of what we did with Star Wars. Uh, you've been warned. We'll see you on Friday. Yeah. Um, speaking of some things, things that some, some of these things are just too huge too for us to to just ignore it. and or yeah. wait for the next week. Yeah. Uh, speaking of things that are coming out Friday tomorrow, so we're recording this on the twenty second. I don't know what today is twenty second. Yeah, I don't know what day it is. It's twenty second tomorrow, March twenty third. Uh, a way out comes out. And for those of you who think that sounds yeah. kind of familiar, uh, it should because last E three it was kind of the talk of the town. Uh, this is going to be a game that is going to be uh, split screen. It is going to focus on a co op experience. It could be online. It could be couch co op. Doesn't matter. It's a prison break style. Uh, story slash I would say maybe even Shawshank style where you have uh, two characters one is already in jail the other one has gone into jail and they have to rely on each other to kind of break out the really cool thing about this game 
is only one of you needs an actual copy of the game to play with a friend online. So if you have a friend that's a moocher, you know who you are, you know you're thinking. I know I'm thinking of someone. Uh, Fuck you. I wasn't thinking about you. Yes, you were. I was thinking about someone who's not here for the stream of team. <laughs> uh, you uh, only need one copy to play. But if, he, if he wasn't there, it'd be <laughs> um, Regardless of the fact that I looked at Dave at this particular moment, it doesn't matter. Don't worry about yeah. no, it. But I, I found that very interesting that in a world uh, of video games is dominated by like greed and corporate, like, yes, I need all the monies with the DLCs yes. and the day one. Ring you gamers drag. Um, they're not going that way with this particular game. They're just saying, cool, if you need couch co-op, you only need one copy. So if you're online co-op, you only need one copy. This game looks very interesting. It's getting uh, pretty good reviews across the board. I'm very excited. Mm -hmm. And the, the best part is it's only 30 bucks. So I'm willing to bet it's going to be a three-hour experience, three or four-hour experience. Um, and it, look, it looks like it's worthwhile, too, because yeah. another big draw of the game is uh, the fact that it looks like it's a pretty interesting split screen. So while one guy is walking through the prison, the other guy is being checked into prison. Mm -hmm. So there are like almost two, it was almost like uh, there's one arc, but there's like two narratives going on at the same time. And it looks like there are different instances of that, too, because there's one, at one point they're playing baseball with each other. One of you is throwing and one of you uh, is, is at bat and you're talking to each other. There's a dialogue going on. And it's just really cool to see that dynamic. So basically, the game developers were like, all right, what if we have uh, these two guys and there's different points of view going on, these two different uh, d d dynamic points, but there's like an overarching uh, like like side plot and overarching story or whatever, what's going on. You know, so let's say they're in a diner. One guy is ordering a milkshake. The other guy is talking to someone, interrogating someone into that part of the diner. And it's just like, and it's going on simultaneously. And I was like, oh, that's really freaking cool. Yeah, yeah. Also, you could play Connect Four. As I mean, yeah, so, <laughs> yeah. I was that? like, <laughs> best feature. Yes, Connect Four. That's it. Um, let's just transition very seamlessly into Tomb Raider, and uh, uh, to get us really started and get us all warmed up, we have Surge giving us a brief summarization of what happened in the movie. So, as you know, video game movies have a huge stink about them. You love them, you hate them, the industry doesn't like them. This video game movie is loosely based on the 2013 video game in which Laura Croft is uh, taken a bit more seriously. The, I think, 2000 and, uh, I forget what it was, Angelina Jolie movie was a bit mm. more sexy, a bit more campy. It's kind of one of like the last remaining 90s-ish movies because it was in the early 2000s. Um, and by that, I mean, it was very uh, campy. Uh, Angelina Jolie was just like flipping around and boobs like, everywhere. These, yeah, delivering these corner lines. looks sexy as hell. And uh, when they made a 2013 game, they're like, all right, let's take it down a bit. Let's make this game a bit more serious. Let's make Laura a more visceral character. Let's 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 build her up from a kind of naive, uh, wanting to raid tombs, not really knowing how you know the, the big wild world works, uh, even though she's traveled a bit. Uh, and let's build her up towards the end of the game. So in the Tomb Raider game, and I'm echoing this because it really, really shows in the movie, uh, you basically play as her. She starts off in this adventure 
on this island off the coast of Japan. And uh, there's this overarching voodoo witchcraft, like like mysticism about the uh, about the island. You know, there are statues that move because of the magics that happen there. Mm. And they kind of explore that in the movie. But this movie takes place uh, and echoes kind of the same thing. So you have Alicia Vikander, an award-winning actress, and who did a really good job. If no one's ever seen Ex Machina, Ooh. definitely check out Ex Machina because yep. she freaking kills it yep. in that movie. And then, so and then listen to our thoughts about what we thought about Ex Machina right after. Because ah, we did a podcast about it. Yeah, yeah. listen everywhere. iHeartRadio, Google, Google Play, yeah, yeah. I, the Apple Podcasts, everything. Okay. So in this movie, uh, we have Alicia Vikander who plays the uh, newer age version of Laura Croft. She she's still sexy, but it's but it's more about her character than than how she looks than this like sexy girl going into these like dirty dank tombs, which is what the older like generation of stuff was, the earlier games and the Angelina Jolie movie. So this one has a more serious tone. It starts off with her in a gym, just learning how to fight, MMA style, kickboxing, boxing. You know, so she gets her background and how she knows how to fight. Uh, she generally throughout this movie, just just an overall just summary and plot, uh, is beginning beginning to like being a Croft. Um, in the beginning of the movie, you find out that her dad's gone. He went out on some adventure. He was an, he was a Croft. Like, he was a Croft while she was still a little girl coming up in the world. And since he was gone, she had no interest in being a Croft and being a Tomb Raider. And as this movie goes on, she becomes more and more interested and more and more of her intelligence as uh, a Tomb Raider um, comes out. So this movie... Uh, is pretty interesting. <laughs> I don't want to get too far into whatever, but yeah, the overall overall plot is she's a Tomb Raider. Um, overall plot is it. she didn't want to be a Tomb Raider and then became a Tomb Raider. Base that's basically the movie. Uh, expectations going into this movie. So uh, go- God damn it! Why am I watching this? <laughs> well, but no, going to the movie, uh, I didn't really have any high hopes. It, it would be crazy because in the movie trailers, you kind of see what what you played in the 2013 game, the newer, yeah. like grittier Laura Cloth with blood on her, with dirt on her, with a bow and arrow and like the, the climbing ax. Um, I was like, okay, it looks like uh, some of these things are beat for beat for the game. So, all right, I see what they're doing here. It doesn't look too crazy. It looks kind of cookie cutter. So my expectations were like about normal, nothing, nothing too nuts. Yeah. I went in thinking it was going to be complete and utter shit. I went in thinking uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme, Street Fighter. I went in thinking... Uh, Silent Hill 2, although I've not seen Silent Hill 2, that is unfair, but that's what I want to think. I went in thinking <laughs> probably going to be Mario Brothers. Yeah. Wow, Mario that Brothers. level of wow. Probably. Damn, that's um, bad. Yeah. Uh, I'll say it wasn't that bad. I, and I, I think we'll, we'll get into it later. I won't say it, but Dave, your expectations. Um, Why the fuck am I watching this? Like, that's seriously my expectations. No, no, you're, you're, you're yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. So going into that, it, no, that like, was my expectations going into it. Mm. Why am I watching okay. this? Mm. All right. Um, because I love the I love the original Tomb Raider games. I think it was like one of the other than than Final Fantasy VII, it was the first fucking game I had for PlayStation. Mm. Okay. Um, and I liked the remake. The remake was awesome. It really brought into a new jet for a new generation of players to see who this character is. It was gritty. I love. Yeah, that, and, and I, Violet. Yeah. Yes, and like everything about it, you felt awesome, and it felt like you were. Just to jump off topic, the game I liked is it felt like you're becoming Laura Croft realistically. Yeah. Um, because the tutorial was the first part of the game, her learning to do this shit, so it made sense. Um, but this, yeah, I don't know. Just 
maybe the trailer turned me off or whatever it was. I was just not looking forward to seeing it. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, what worked for you with this movie? Wow, that's a hard question to answer because the movie overall was kind of humdrum. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, what did work for me was uh, Alicia Vikander. She, I think she did the best with what she was given. Yeah. And she wasn't given I'll give you that be, be, because when you see Ex Machina and you see the other movies, because like, I think she won an Academy Award for uh, for a movie like I, I didn't see, but uh, I watched like some I watched some clips of it or whatever, and uh, you know to see her performance in that what got her an award. But man, she she's great. She's a great actress. Yeah. So in this movie, when you see her and there are moments where it's really bland, I'm like, wow, that's that's not her yeah. fault. That's really not her fault. But uh, I, she 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 really did make it work. Like I believe she was in danger. I believe that she was. Like she, like she loved her dad. Like when she, when she saw him, when she went looking for him. Like I, I felt that. I was like, she needs this guy back in her life, you know? Because you know, in the beginning of the movie, like her dad's not around, and then it's just like, oh wait, like he left behind all these effects to you, and one of them is leaves a clue as to where he might have uh, left off. And I, and I, I just I, I felt her, you know, in this movie. So so she she was she was what really worked for me more than anything else in the movie. I'll give you that. She was probably like the better part of it. And it's sad because this movie did have some pretty good actors in it. Yeah. yeah. Like she wasn't the only good actor in it, but everyone felt short. Like everyone really did. Goggins. Like um, he's, he's, he's in every movie he's in, like, uh, like, like in, in Django, he was a really good villain here. He's the main villain too, but it's just like, damn, they didn't know what to do with this guy. Yeah. Like, come on. <laughs> and, um, what bothered? I just oh, this fucking like premium like premium rush opening like story they gave her, yeah, was fucking bullshit. Yeah. Like did I, I, I didn't. I love movies where they show martial arts. It wasn't necessary in this. I did not care. Yeah. Um, the whole thing where her riding in the bike. I swear to God, for a moment I thought it was the same director who did premium rush. So I looked up and it's not. But I'm shocked it's not the same fucking director. Um. And it was just it. None of it. None of it was necessary. Her whole rebellious. I don't want to be a croft. My dad's not dead. It wasn't necessary at all. Like the game that it's loosely based off had a better start. Yeah. And we didn't need to know about her whole backstory. We got it from the beginning. We knew what we we're getting into. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it was easy to predict. Like too fucking easy. Like oh, uh, the dad disappeared. He's probably alive. Oh, this bitch wants her to sign the paperwork. She probably killed the dad. She's probably behind it. Like every single thing I could figure out, I'm like, this is way too yeah cookie cutter. Like I feel the director saw like National Treasure, National Treasure and Da Vinci Code, liked some elements in that and wanted to put it in this movie. Full transparency, I was late to my movie, so I I uh, <laughs> I worked until uh, six thirty. It was six. 45 movie and I was like six minutes late. There's less trailers than I thought there would be. So I came in in the middle of the bike scene and yeah. I was like, I, my plan was to jump into the next movie and just catch the first couple minutes, see what I missed. But then afterwards I was like, you know what? Not worth it. There's probably no, nothing yeah. that I need to know. And no, I was right. the, the very beginning oh, was just I, her doing like, uh, she was in a gym and she, she was fighting this, this chick in, in a ring and, oh. She lost yeah. and blah 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 okay. blah blah. So nothing, nothing. Yeah. So I, uh, I got, I got, I, I fell asleep actually. Wow! wow. I in the beginning, I paid for this. Yeah, in the movie, I paid for this too, which pissed me off. Um, Bargain Tuesdays. So I fell asleep. Huh? Bargain Tuesdays. Yeah, I no, I went okay. Bargain Tuesday. Still, it pissed me off that I paid for this fucking movie and fell asleep. <laughs> like I was more just in the popcorn I was eating, but once that was all done, the first six minutes, I'm like, yeah. 
I have nothing, and I passed out. Damn. Um, so I fell asleep right when, right when the ship gets like capsized, pretty much. That's where I fell asleep, mm-hmm. and I woke up when the dad when she met her dad. Wow, you know? wow, so like, quite a bit. And and it's, yeah, and it's so funny like, too because even though you missed wait, quite wait, a bit, wait. you didn't really miss. Right, yeah, I did. Yeah. Oh, I'm not done. I'm not oh, done. You fell so asleep again. I fell asleep. Yep. And I'm like, oh, okay. So I watched the rest of it. Was bullshit. I went home like, you know what? Just for due diligence for the podcast, let me see if I can find at least a shitty quality so I can see what I missed. Yeah. I fell asleep again watching it for like shitty quality. Wow. I don't think it's around the same scene. Bad. I I don't know. Um, Dude, it was boring. Like I've, I have never there, fallen asleep. There's in a, movie a difference before. between boring and bad, though, for me. Like there, there are movies that are so bad that you just want to like get up and leave and not snuggle in and take a nap. Atomic Blonde. Atomic, oh yeah, Atomic Blonde. Oh, wow. I wanted to leave a couple times with Atomic Blonde. Um, yeah, I'm gonna agree with Serge that I think uh, Leisure Vikander just worked uh, when she could, and, and that was just great. Um, what did not work for me is that fucking shawarma, and I knew yeah. it was coming. So here's the it th- was so forced. Here's it the was, thing. Oh my god, I've never seen something so forced with that shawarma is because it was in the commercials. In every single commercial. Was it? Well, I'll take two. Is there one after that? I didn't stay for the one after that. I'm not going to lie. No, no. Okay. I mean, no. Just like yeah, the, like every the, single commercial the, that the I've guns. seen is her with Nick Frost going, I'll take two. And I'm watching this movie just cringing and like waiting for it to happen. And every time she's in that goddamn pawn <laughs> shop, I'm like, oh, this is going to be it. And it doesn't happen. And she gets off the island. She goes to an adventure, gets off the island. Everything's great. And I'm like, oh, my God. It was the one time that I was actually happy a scene was in a commercial that was not in the movie. <laughs> and then the shawarma happens. I'll take And two. it was just like a punch in the balls. I was just like, come on, man. Like, And, and especially when they're getting ahead of themselves, yeah. like, there's going to be another one. No, like, oh, hang on. Be. Why don't you wait until you see how this one does right. before you make a movie that sets up another movie right before you test it in the wild? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's yeah. like, you're kind of getting ahead of yourself here. Oh, man. You know, like, you think you have a hit, but, and, and man, it, it was so forced edge for me. It's just like, oh, here's Lara Croft and her dual pistols. It's like, but I don't feel like she earned them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> also, they could have just given her that right off the bat. Yep. Wouldn't have changed this yep. movie at all. Yep. Would not have changed anything. Nope. It's it's funny because they so relied on her using a bow and arrow because that was like the most fun weapon in the reboot for the two in the game. games. Uh, yeah. And I went back to and I played I think a good like hour or two of the reboot just to like refresh myself. And there were so many things that they cut from this movie that kind of made her a better character and made it a better story. There wasn't Ooh. just some drunken Japanese like captain that she went to the island with. There was a whole posse that she had. Like yeah, yeah. The whole, like all everyone group. had like a specialization and everyone was pretty mm-hmm. interesting and they just cut everyone. All of that. None of that. Um that whole scene that Dave was talking about where you have to go hunting for food and shelter and you have to like do all of this and it's they don't pull any punches in that. And this is just like, oh, my dad, he's here providing me warmth. And that let's actually now that I'm really thinking about it, now that I said that, that's a huge like detractor Slaps from from her character is like, oh, she has to rely mm-hmm. on daddy. Like I th- I thought we were over that, guys. Like 
Like this is the fucking 2018s we're talking about here. Like strong female protagonist does not need her father. And furthermore, he should have been dead from the get go. Why you tease me? Yeah. yeah. I don't want him alive at all. I want to see him in clever flashbacks where maybe something he said that was wise can pertain to her current situation. Yes. And that's fucking yes. Right. I don't want to see crazy, crazy hermit Jumanji dad. <laughs> Jumanji dad. None of that. That's what it was. She was like, oh, my dad's gone. I got to go find him. Oh, he's on this island that I found through this clue he left. Oh, my God. Here you are. What's up, dad? And he's all like, what year is it? What year is it? <laughs> and that dude, that whole like that whole kiss thing he would do, like the whole like that, that peace love thing he whatever he would do, like the deuce one. I whatever. didn't that. The, the, no, the first time he fucking did it, it's like. She's gonna find him alive, and he's gonna die. And while he's dying, he's gonna do that of from course. far away. I'm gonna <laughs> I can fucking see it, and that's what fucking yeah. happened. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah I, I know, agree with Greg that they, they should have like like her band of characters from the video from the Vinci game. Vinci game. Instead, you have this one drunken Japanese sea captain dude. Like that was weird. Why was yeah. he drunken? That doesn't make any sense. Yeah. He's like, I'm down. I'm a luck. I just have this tugboat. Yeah. I just have this boat, and uh, oh, you have money. Okay, let's go. What? And then she lands on the, yeah. you know, they get ruined on the island and immediately gets thrown into with the villain. I was like, what? Okay. Yeah. No expiration on the island. No running. Because in, in, in the game, there's a lot more compelling for her to run into those people later, you know, mm-hmm. and, and her starting off like scavenging and scrounging and her like trying to find her crew. And I think, and I think, it, I think um, instead of her dad being alive, like it was her remembering the stuff that he taught her as a croft. Yeah. And that's why. She was also good because of the teachings yeah. like he passed down to his daughter, and she was learning them. Because in the game, you you went from like no, like normal uh, Laura Croft to like Tomb Raider towards the end, yeah. like like legit Laura Croft. This through you going through the game by yourself, not you know relying on your dad. Just like like Greg said, I mean, I was just like, what is this whole thing centralized around her dad? Like, who wrote this? Like, this is she needs daddy, and she, this is how this is what drives her and gives her strength. Like, what? Instead of her character, her being strong because she's Laura Croft, the, the Tomb Raider, yeah. it's like, all right. And th- the whole thing annoyed me in the beginning where – and through the theme of this movie where she didn't want to be a Tomb Raider. What? Because her dad yeah. went off on a on an, on an excursion to go find something? He's not dead. Yeah. He, he, dead. he went he's off and bad. left me and I don't want to be like Kem, so I'm going to live like a bum even though we're rich as hell. I was like, what? That's so stupid. She's like living like up in like some Gotham City skyline. With like her bike or whatever, and I was just like, "Why is she up there? Uh, like you're rich as hell. You have like an estate. You're rebelling by being like a like a mail mail carrier, a bike carrier, yeah. and you live a, like like a bum. Like I don't I don't I, get I that. Told, I don't get any I of that." I told Jen like if I found out I had like a really really like stupid rich uncle like that, and the only thing I had to do to get his millions to be passed away was like shave the beard and now have his millions. I'd fucking do it. I wouldn't rebel like, nope, it's my beard. I'm keeping it long. And it's like, he's rich. All right, fuck it. Like it just made. But that's that's everything that's, about her made well, no I sense. Mean, that's a bit different. I, I think that makes a like it's, it's a different kind of scenario. Like she, nah, it's just it, she grew up. It made no sense. Well, like, so here's the thing: it, every single person that I've ever met in my life that's come from money or has money doesn't care about it at all doesn't see the value of it and people who don't have as much money um will do whatever for it right like you're saying like you're just like yo i'll just jump in a pool of nair and come out just fucking baby baby (laughs) for all that money but like I, i guarantee you if like you know 
you were in better situation, if we're all in better situations, we'd be like, nah, I am my own person and just like struggle uh, and rely on like our trust funds instead of, you know, like working and stuff like that. It's just a different mentality. Um, I, I would that part of her character, I believe, because of her background. Uh, but it also makes her a weaker character and way less interesting from her video game counterpart. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah uh, they managed to, to make the character a bit bland. Uh, the, all the, like the villain character, main villain bland. I mean, yeah. as as soon as as soon as she pretty much got to the island, like she was picked up by the main villain yeah. of of that, this movie. That intro scene was pretty pretty cool though. Like like it, it did go downhill from there, but like he's feeding her peaches, talking to himself, like obviously uh, socially inept after what six or seven years of only talking to some like cold frozen rich snob on the other side of the walkie. Um, it started, I, I had high hopes because of his portrayals in other movies and you know, what was he? It was an um, hateful eight hateful eight. Yeah. Um, he was in sons of anarchy as a completely different character in that. That was, that was, that was crazy. That was crazy. So, <laughs> I was like, is that Goggins? What? What is he? <laughs> House of a Thousand yeah. Corpses. Yeah, he's he's a very compelling uh, actor. Yeah. He's really yeah. damn good. So yeah, I agree. Like his opening scene, uh, being introduced as as the villain, as the guy. You know, she was like, "What happened to my dad, Tommy?" Tom- oh, I killed him. Oh, I'm sorry oh. if that came off as coarse. I, I don't have much practice with manners yeah. anymore. Yeah, because <laughs> he's been on that island for he so just damn does not long. Give any fucks either. I love it. Yeah, love it. but like, yeah, they kind of lose it. At, like they lose their footing a lot. They're like, "Oh, what are we doing? Oh yeah, what's going on with this?" And I don't know about you guys, but I was waiting for some supernatural shit to happen this whole yes, movie. yeah, yeah. That's yeah. A, that's a part of the Tomb Raider yeah. like pull. There is supernatural stuff with these artifacts. Yeah. That's what makes it cool. You know, there are statues that come to life and all this weird stuff. It's not it's not just like Indiana Jones. It's right. Indiana Jones, but with like the mysticism part is real. If she goes to like a mummy's thing, there is a mummy that's going to walk up and get up and come alive, yeah. you know. It's 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 cool. It's a part of the whole thing. It's mysticism. Mm-hmm. And even like Uncharted got that in their games. Like and the new Tomb Raiders got that in their games. And they at first, it's a little jarring, but when you're in like the thick of it, you don't care. Like it's like yeah. you push past it, and all of a sudden, it comes to this acceptance. And the movie kind of did this bullshit, like, "Oh, it seems Play like thing. magic." They thought it was oh, magic. God. I was like, "No, it's not." You're missing. I was like, "Wow, the fucking point." Mm-hmm. And I don't know that that part really kind of kind of got me pissed off. It, it it did really piss me off when when like you have this whole thing where they're trying to get into a tomb to get this treasure or whatever whatnot because this guy's marooned there. He needs to get something so he can get off. Yeah. He's been there for like eight years or whatever, the villain. And uh, and when they finally get to it, uh, they're, they're just like, oh, look at that. It's the corpse of the mummy bride off the yeah. coast of Japan. And it's like, oh, she's crackling. Oh, look at that. It's oh, it's a disease. It's not really magic or any of that stuff. It's, it's almost as if they're looking to the audience and be like, there's no mystic things here, audience. Yeah. It's all <laughs> real life-ly explained it did. Yeah. And I'm just like, no, that's so dumb. Yeah. That's so dumb. So this mummy was in there, this whole curse, this curse. 
is in there because she was this like, is cursed. That this is cursed. cursed. Yeah, don't touch it. Did you want to get cursed? She was a carrier for disease. This mummy thing that they went into the tomb for. And so when the when the guy like touched it, tried to, they're like, oh, pack that mummy up. Let's go. We got it. He touches it, and he's all like, God, my arm is turning black. Oh no! And they're like, it's, and they're like sitting there explaining exactly what they're all experiencing for the first time ever. Mm-hmm. Like, what? How do you have an explanation for this? Oh, she was a carrier of a disease. That's that's why they thought it was magic. It's actually a disease. It's not magic. It's like. You might as well turn to the audience, just face the screen, face dead center of the camera, being like, it's not what you think, audience. It's, there's no <laughs> the magic audience. here, there's no mysticism, all that stuff that pulls you into Tomb Raider. Yeah. You know, there's no statues coming alive nope. here. And I keep saying statues because those things freak me out. Yeah. Like when it, yeah. like, like, like in the game, like they were, they were a problem and they made them like really creepy. Like, like when, when the, I think when the first one got animated and started walking around, it was like a monster. I was like, oh my God, that's scary. Because <laughs> you feel like you're like, like little Laura Croft and, She's not little, but you know, Diana Laura Croft, and you're like, how is she gonna, like, how am I gonna battle this as Laura Croft when you're playing the game? Like, what the hell? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, in this game, and in this movie, they're just like, hey, it's there's no mysticism, it's a disease. That's why the people made the legend that it was magic, but it's not. And I'm like, that's really dumb. So they open up the sarcophagus, and there she is in there, and then it's a disease, and then he's like, and then the million villains like, I need to get this back so we can get off this island. And then Laura's dad is like, no, I, you can't take it off the island. Everybody's gonna die. And, my God, yeah. was, this movie's a mess. When he when he when he broke those two fingers off, I'm like, oh, this is gonna end like, like the Rock. Those are gonna go in his mouth and he's gonna deteriorate. That's exactly how it's gonna mm-hmm. fucking end. And then when it happened, I even said, what the fuck? I was theater? really hoping at that point he would turn into like a super super zombie man or something, and then try to take her on and have like some sort of boss <laughs> fight. But they couldn't even do that for me. Yeah, what the hell? Come on. Um, I mean, there was like this weird gunfight at the end, and yeah. Oh, man. yeah. Uh, oh, uh, who's the better Tomb Raider, Angelina or Alicia? Ooh, that's that that's hard to answer mm-hmm. because uh, Angelina had this like like man, Angelina has has swagger. Yeah, like my god, yeah. god damn, she does. Yeah. And 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 for as campy as those movies were, like she like you look at it and like damn, like uh, there's just there's just one scene where she she's fighting a statue and she like backflips off of it. And uh, <laughs> she hits it, and then she takes out like her gun, just kind of cocks yeah. her head to the side, just shoots it in the face, and it explodes. I was like, "Damn, she's got swagger, it's sexy ass Angelina Jolie." But Alicia Vikander as well, she, she brings like a realism to to the role. She's not like like using her body to be like, Ooh, "I'm a sixty two meter." She's just like a, she's like a real person, yeah. yeah, you know. And she does a good job of portraying that. And and every time she gets hit or 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 she like bumps up against a rock or like falls down or something, you're like, "Whoa, she's actually falling!" Like you feel like she's actually getting hurt. Oh, yeah. Those those yeah. sounds like she was making oh, like I had what I imagined would be a similar reaction to her getting hurt that Jen had when Dave and Jen went to go see Spider Man when um, Tom Holland was under. Oh, when the thing I was just like, just yeah. stop throwing her around for the love of God. <laughs> She's only human. Someone stop this nonsense. Yeah, and when she had that that shard in her, yeah. she's pulling it out. I was like, oh, taken straight from the game, by the way, straight from yes. the game. Yes, yeah, I, I, I like I like those beat yeah. for beats. I was like, okay, I see I see what this director is doing. He's taking it from the game, I like that, but not really making it work. You know, yeah, it's yeah. like here's some stuff directly from the game. Like, okay, that's cool if you're gonna take it somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, um, there was a scene I remember. It was it was on TV, one of the Tomb Raider movies. I don't remember which one, um, but it's Angelina 
standing by thrones and there's this like weaselly looking other British guy like on the other side and he's like oh join me blah 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 and she's like yes but who sits here pointing to the king's throne and he's like well but blah 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 she goes yes but who sits here and then he after like five minutes He's like, oh, you sit there. And she's like, yes, I sit here. And she sits in the king's I remember that. I was like, yeah. Stupid. (laughs) I don't know. It's the greatest, campiest crap It's like two completely different genres. And it's very interesting that it's like based on some of the same stuff, which I find very intriguing. Um, I agree. I I can't say who wore it better or who did it better. It's tough. Um. Here's a loaded question for you guys. If you could change one thing about this movie to make it better, what would it be? Ooh. Probably the uh, people who wrote the script and the <laughs> yeah. got it. Absolutely. Because uh, the script, I, just like Dave said, it, it was uh, it was predictable. It was very bland. It was just, you know, the, the villain was very like video game villainy. Uh, Laura did her job. Like they, they wrote like a by the numbers thing. A girl, uh, a girl who is a part of an adventurous uh, family goes off to find her long lost dad, finds her dad, and then they reunite, and then blah, blah, blah. Like, I was bored for most of it. But yeah, I think. It, it, it just, it just, it just, there was no thrills. Mm. There was no actual thrill. Here's something that you makes know? me worried. Um, half of the writing team, uh, one was a man, one was a woman. So half was represented by a female. That same woman, I can't remember her name right now off the top of my head, is has a writing credit for the Captain Marvel movie coming out. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. The other thing that could say that is, uh, man, well, like, Marvel has standards. So there's, there's, there's yeah. going to be checks and balances sure, sure, there. Sure, yeah. Yeah, so I'm thinking that's what's going to save it. I hope so. The checks and balances that Marvel has, because they're they're, they're not going to let something like this yeah. slide for their friend, for their you know yeah. their mega empire. Um, I would say add in mysticism. I think it would make it a lot a lot more interesting. Oh yeah, hell yeah, a lot better. Uh, what about you, Dave? So I agree with Sergio. Like just a new director, a new yeah. writer. Um, yeah, because there's so much that wasn't necessary, and so much that was from the game that was cut out. I just rather make have them put the just the game itself in movie form. Yeah, like cut out the side quest that we yeah. all did, and just like the actual like game itself, how it yeah. starts, that crew, just 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 do that. Don't even know? like the script's already written. Don't already even there. make it a movie. Make it a show. Netflix. Even better, like that. Yeah, Get like that shit going. Uh, yeah. Where does this movie stack for you in terms of all the video game movies? Oh man, it's 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 tough because uh, there's a good enough amount to where. Uh, so I'm not talking about Scott Pilgrim, like I want. I'm talking about direct mm. adaptations. Like Scott Pilgrim is a comic book movie, even though it has it's mm. very heavily uh, influenced by video, video games, games, obviously. So I just want to put that out there. It's weird. Like I don't know how to how to rank it because I don't want to put it into the. <laughs> I don't want to put it into a rank, you know, because I did like. Uh, I, I I think. Uh, let's see. I think the the best uh, video game to movie adaptation, if I'm just going off the cuff right now, would be Silent Hill. I was going to say that too. Silent yes, Hill. Yes, I was talking to both our game about that at work today. Number one, Silent Hill one. And you know what's yeah. funny? All these all these reviewers you see like on YouTube or like on like Muggle mainstream media when they talk about video game movies, they all leave that out. Yeah. They leave out Silent Hill. They, they talk about things like Warcraft, which I personally liked. Um, and you know they, they talk about all these other movies that didn't do so well, but they all no one mentioned Silent Hill, and it was a great movie. I remember when we saw it in the theater, yeah. 
and it was and it was great. I think it was a great. I mean, I'm still I'm still like like just just excited and disturbed of, of like from that yeah. the pyramid the pyramid yeah, head yeah. like uh, scene and where her skin off. Yeah, where he grabs her, and he just like like puts his hand in his fingers like in her chest, twists her skin, and just rips her skin off. It's my, just like. My- Whoa! <laughs> that is my brother. Had that really is, that's good, gonna haunt me forever. <laughs> my brother had a really good analogy for that movie. Like he, so he he knew about Silent Hill, but he never played it. He always watched me play every now and then, but then would like take off and do whatever. So he goes, "I've never seen Silent Hill. I mean, I've never played Silent Hill. I I can't really comment on the gaming part. But as a horror movie, it's actually really good. Like by itself, if you've never played it." It's it is scary. They do some scary shit, in dude. That. It's scary shit. Like the, the first time, uh, uh, the woman re- realizes. I think like when the alarm sounds off for the second time, when she realizes, like, oh, this is going to keep happening. I'm going to keep going into this like dark kind of thing. Like and like that was terrifying because the first time it happened, she's like, okay, what's that? Happens for the second time, she goes, oh my god, it's happening again. And then it happens, and it happens for the third time, she's like, no, not the nightmare. <laughs> the nightmare the alarm is going off again and all the paint and stuff is coming off the walls and you see like, the rust and everything yeah. and like uh, like and you see like these like weird creatures going through like damn that's a good video game movie so yeah. that's number one and, and number two i would say for me would be warcraft just because i'm a huge warcraft fan yeah. i i i personally liked it i can see how people didn't care for it um, but me personally, I thought it was good. And, and for me to think of those two movies and then like this movie, I'm like, oh, what, where would that, where would that be? Maybe, maybe if I think of and look at other movies and put those ahead of that one and then this one, I don't know. I don't know where this one would rank for me. What about you guys? So I'll be with Sergio, like the top video game movie ever would be, would be, um, Silent mm-hmm. Hill. Close second would be the first Mortal Kombat movie. I really like Wow. Mortal Kombat. I, mean, I rewatched Kombat. that pretty recently. It didn't hold up for me personally you know well you know what i love cheesy martial arts movies i love wire okay. so like it and i'm not saying it had wire in it but it had a lot of elements i liked as a little kid um at the bottom 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 is street fighter oh my That's god way fucking bottom yeah, now 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 tomb raider and street fighter which one who's above That's who? what I'm trying to it's it's somewhere between there Woo. But i don't know how low in the scale it is like Woo. it's it's a step above Mario Brothers. It's because anyone who doesn't know the, the the Tomb Raider gaming franchise would probably enjoy this movie. They would think it's an adventure movie. Yeah. Um, whereas Street Fighter Mario Brothers, if you've never played the games or the movie somehow in some way, you would still be like, what the fuck is going on? It's still on a bad... Characters? Yeah, those are still bad movies. The Mario and Street Fighter. Movies, yeah. <laughs> Where Tomb Raider, like, you, you can enjoy it somewhat if you don't know who the characters are. So it's not that far down. But, and, uh, and and I've seen reviews where people have like thought, oh, this movie was decent, I, and not being a video game fan, like I've seen reviews like that, like oh, as a movie itself, because I never played the game, this was pretty decent, like not great, but decent. You know, it's it's almost just like oh, if it comes on on like a Sunday afternoon while you're home, maybe you're you know getting ready for Monday and it's on TV, like it's on, <laughs> it, it's on while you're arranging yourself for for, well, for the work here's, game Monday. Here's the other part of the coin, like as bad as like Mario Brothers or Street Fighter was, are. I'll still watch them. Like if they're on, if I see them on Netflix, I'm like, oh, it's a bad movie. I'll watch it. This I'm not going to watch again. <laughs> yeah, this one, I don't think I, I can do. So it. I, so that's that's why I say it's hard to say where I can I, put it. So I, I'm going to say this is for me f- top five video game movies. Number one, I'm going to agree, Silent Hill. Number two, actually, no, oh, 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 I got a bit. I got a bit. I got a bit. I got a bit. You ready? Number one is clearly the hit blockbuster 
Max Payne starring Mark Wahlberg. Clearly the greatest comic movie or comic movie, video game movie of all time. End bit. No, number one is Silent Hill. Number two, um, Resident Evil 1. I really like that movie. Oh, really? I, I did the first one. God. I really liked. I don't like what happened afterwards. Oh God! Yeah, the storm. But the everything. Yeah. So happens. one I did enjoy. The the rest of it is shit. Um, Warcraft would probably be number three. Um, maybe this is maybe this is number four then. So like for me, I I didn't hate it as much as you guys did. I would give it a solid six and a half out of ten. Solid movie. It was kind of boring, but it didn't. It had a couple missteps, but nothing as crazy as like uh, Prince of Persia, for example. Oh my I god! I forgot, forgot about, about that. That. Oh, that movie is so bad you forgot about it. I completely forgot about Jake Gyllenhaal playing the Prince of Persia yeah. because that makes total yeah. sense. The last time I thought about that movie was watching This Is the yeah. End. When he says, "I once fucked, I once fucked with Lindsay Lohan," she thought it was Jake Gyllenhaal. I told her to call me the Prince yeah. of Persia. Oh yeah, so like that's kind of the scope, and like a lot of people think that Mario is the worst, but it's really Prince of Persia because everyone forgot about it. <laughs> At least Mario Brothers has Damn. staying power, right? It does. John Leguizamo was pretty yeah. good, in it, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and the final thought that I want to kind of uh, just talk about very briefly before we transition into secret question is: What do you think it is about video game movies that Hollywood just can't get right? I think them not being part of the gaming zeitgeist, like they don't really know why people are playing these games. Just take this movie for for example. You know, they cut out the mysticism that's involved in this movie. Yeah. It turned out at the end of this movie that the 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 legend of this fabled mummy person, this this uh, this goddess of this island, she was just a carrier of some like black plague looking disease. And that's how they explain it, as opposed to the video games where it's like there's actually supernatural power to like to her. She was actually like some kind of goddess or something like that. And and even in her death, she still her power still reigned over that island. Uh, hence the storm. Hence so uh, you had to fight moving statues, all that crap. So uh, Hollywood not being part of of that world of why people play games and why they they go and why you know. It's, it's a lot of fun. Like, they're just like, okay, let's break down the plot of this video game or whatever. Let, and let's, let's see what works. So even if they looked at the video game, I, I don't, I don't, I don't even know. So I think with Hollywood, they're just trying to make a good enough product and translate it into Hollywood as opposed to looking at what works and why it's so popular. And maybe even talk to the people that play these games that like these games. I don't think they even have a conversation with the people involved. I think a lot of decisions are made up top, which is, a part of like corporate America because the Hollywood pretty much is is corporate. Uh, a lot of decisions happen up top without having a conversation to the people that are actually involved. So I don't think there's ever a conversation with with video gamers like, hey, like why do you guys like really like this? Like what's what's the huge huge draw? Because when they make video game movies, they always lack that. And if they just talk to us, you would know why, and we would. Put you know put butts in seats, and we would bring people who put butts in seats, just like you know the comic book crowd who goes to see all these Marvel movies brought people to go see these these Marvel movies because there's two people to this day who I've I've talked to even even at work and stuff who don't really dig on these Marvel movies because like oh I'm not really a comic book fan and then you still have to explain today that it's not really about like the comics I mean they made it um you know accessible to everyone and they're like oh okay I'll start watching stuff and I had a coworker who started watching some of these things basically I'm like. Oh, oh, wow, you're right. It's actually pretty, yeah, you know, so uh, going back to Hollywood, like talk to 
like you know gamers you know because we're going to put the butts in seats first and then we're going to bring people along with us for the ride who are also going to fill those seats you know and if we say it's good somebody else will probably like it too yeah I don't know. I think I think that's the 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 disconnect between Hollywood and video game movies. And I hate that these video game movies are just they miss the point like the Assassin's Creed movie which I forgot about until oh just right God. now. I, I I tried to watch that and I just couldn't I just couldn't I'm finish it cuz they were just cha- right off the bat they were just changing way too much. Again, not looking at the source material and why it works so well like uh like the like for instance right off the top just just to wrap up what i'm going to say the animus in the movie was like this crazy crane de- matrix that, device yeah. it, it was it was so weird so so they had uh they had him set up uh in this like crazy coliseum looking room and and um the animus was like this thing that jacked into him like the matrix but it was on a crane so he can like run around and move around and stuff i was like no we don't mm-hmm. need to cut back to our world real life and what's supposed to be the memory of his ancestor that's not why assassin's creed works so well not because when you play the video games okay the ones that were good you cut from our time and then you know uh, you know desmond miles and you cut back to you know uh etsy or you cut back to for to the Altair and back to it's like no you know you're in the world and it works but they kept cutting back and forth and, and while they're in the world they missed the, the mark it's like I, did you guys look at the source material for this stuff there's a huge disconnect so I think that's why uh, Hollywood can't get them right they're just trying to translate something from the top from upper management oh okay well let's just translate that to our our Hollywoodness our, our movie speak instead of like really looking at what we're yeah yeah, I would agree. Yeah, it's a it's a lack of understanding of yeah. why people like the source material. I also think that um, video games are kind of unique from comic books in that they're already a, a medium that you can kind of view, and like what makes them really great is the your interaction with that world. Uh, a solid video game doesn't have, although uh, it, I I would argue that it's not exclusively so doesn't necessarily have a great protagonist, but it has a great world and it encourages you to yes. look at the Far Cry games. The main character isn't necessarily all that great, but the world is so beautiful and lifelike and you just want to go exploring. You want to go seeing the villains are intriguing enough that you want to pursue them. Um, If you look at uh, the Half-Life series, the main character doesn't say a fucking word, but the whole thing. (laughs) But like you have these colorful characters and the world looks great and there's this really interesting background. The Portal games is the same thing. So it's more about world building than anything else. And maybe that just doesn't translate well into movies. What I Mm. would like to see happen with video game movies is don't adapt video game properties that have already been successful. Get the ones that have been dropped and turn those into movies. Mm. Cause you know that the writers put a lot of hard work into those games. Like before the rebooted prey came out, there's supposed to be a prey Two that just got like, left by the the wayside and i would love to see that world so get a lot of that stuff dig up those scripts give those writers their their credits and just go for it i think also what it is like like they don't really pull from anyone who really originally worked on this stuff the marvel movies work great not because they're comic book movies but they pull from the source material the artwork people who put work into this one way or another Whereas the video game, I mean, the, the, our top two for, for me and Surge are like, again, Warcraft and Silent Hill. They're good because they actually pulled from the people who worked on these fucking games. And Warcraft, like every single person that worked on Warcraft was a fan of fucking World of Warcraft who played. Yeah. Um, 
So there's that's involved also. That's why those games were able to translate well, whereas other ones yeah. don't. They, they also, um, I think, treat the story with a lot more respect. And they're not just like, yeah. oh, yeah. side mission. Huh? Oh. And uh, Silent Hill is, is guilty of this at the end. Silent Hill is such a great uh, video game movie that you forget that is it is a video game movie until the end when there's a boss fight. And it just pulls you kind yeah. of out of the experience. Um, mm-hmm. Like, that's kind of a part where I think Mr. Hollywood stepped in, which is like, there has to be a boss fight. And it has to be this thing. And she's like, it didn't have to be. Like, you don't. <laughs> uh, I, I think when they deviate from those um, norms that we kind of know and love in video games is when they are successful as well. Yeah. 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 And I agree with you said about world building because the world, like, the developers spend so much time building the environment of a video game that it is a character in itself and and it's so self-evident and I think the other thing that doesn't work with Hollywood is that they try to make like an actor like the central character for the movie because that's what they're used to doing like oh like this is the main focal point of this movie is this actor so you try to make that and then the the rest of the world is secondary oh it's just it's just an environment but in a game the environment is a character in itself I mean I mean just look at how uh, our buddy Rob, uh, Geek Generation, was talking about the Avengers Infinity War poster. Mm. He was just like, you know, because the poster has all the actors' faces, like really badly. There's a lot of poor. There's a lot of poor Photoshop oh, going on with Avengers Infinity Photoshop. War marketing. Yeah. Like, I don't know what's going on with Marvel and whoever, whatever third-party company, maybe outside source is photoshopping these goddamn posters and the empire magazine covers, but there's some weird funky Photoshop. I mean, are you guys letting your intern shine? Like, is is it, is it their period where they're becoming actual full-time employees? We're like, all right, here you guys go. This is your, your trial period's over. They don't have to try on the poster because everyone's going to go fucking see it anyways. (laughs) Yeah. It's ridiculous. So, so, so Rob was, was saying like, Oh, you know, everyone's face is front and center. Every single actor and actress, like their face is on the bodies. And he's just like, and he's like, I'm like, put your goddamn helmets on. Put your yeah. masks on. Put your helmets on. You're all superheroes. But it's everyone actor's face. And it's just like, because Hollywood. Yeah. They try to make that the focal point instead of what works. The environments, the character, all yeah. that stuff. I, I think um, and, and Adam's little ghetto guy from the chat is asking, what about Mortal Kombat? Kind of more to my point. I think Mortal Kombat's kind of a unique example where the world are the the niches and like the taboo things that happen like you know, round one fight, like all that stuff, like the get over here is that's what makes the Mortal Kombat world interesting is that it is so over the top. And there is some like weird announcer guy at every single one of those events. Yeah. Uh, and uh, again, that's more it's building out the world more. That's kind of showing a lot of things. And like, you know, Mortal Kombat 2 wasn't all that great, but Mortal Kombat 1 is fine. You know, like I when I saw it recently, it didn't quite hold up as much, but I didn't hate it. Um, and speaking of things I don't hate, the martial arts still kicks ass. It's time for the a secret a question. Secret question. That was a delay in my button pressing, but it's okay because <laughs> we're, I already know what issue number 138 secret question is going to be. And I don't even need to stall at all. I am just saying all these words. I'm confident in my question. Uh, tonight we talked about Tomb Raider. We talked about uh, many current events and a lot of trailers and uh, some sad news that came out of uh, some events. But since we talked about video game movies so much, 
I want to know from you guys if there is one video game property that you would like to see adapted to the big screen, what would it be? And who's the star? Absolutely. God of War. God of War. All right. All right. So who's playing Kratos? Oh, man. Uh, let's see here. Because <laughs> I think, while well, I'm still on for time, I think God of War would make a really crazy movie. And you, some people could argue they kind of did it with Clash of the Titans, except they didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, but Kratos has a crazy, crazy story. And, and just playing through the games and this new one coming out, oh, my God. Like the narrative mm-hmm. and just like the feelings, the danger, the desire. Uh, I don't know. Who would make a good Kratos? We need someone... Uh, I, I wonder if it'd be like a cheap cop out to just cast like 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 Leonidas. Just, yeah, I was gonna have, say Gerard Butler. <laughs> just just have just just have Gerard Butler come back with the beard, shave his head, you know, like get him working out. Like he would be, I think he would be a good, uh, you know, Kratos. Yeah, I agree. I would absolutely hundred. Yeah, and especially since he's a little older too now, and Kratos is a little older too now. Like I can, I, I it would it would it would definitely work. Just I, I think it'd be re- really cool. Yeah. From from chat, we got uh, <laughs> Gwendolyn Christie as Samus. We're not going to acknowledge that one. Uh, it's a great idea, but we're not because <laughs> it's who it's from. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, uh, from the chat though, for Kratos, Carl Urban. Carl Urban, interesting. He's a, great, he's a great actor. Like the different roles that he has played, like he could probably pull that off. Um, Dave, what about you? I'm going old school. I'm gonna say Streets of okay. Rage. Ooh, okay. starring. Uh, that's what I'm well, having trouble. So here's here's the rule with the secret question. You have to know the main characters' names. Oh, Axel, okay. absolutely. Axel, Blaze, and uh, well, it depends which one we're going with. Because Streets of Rage run, it's Axel, Blaze, it's your and movie. you choose. Fuck, two was the better one. So it's gonna be Axel, Blaze, DJ, or DJ, and um, I forget the rest of his name, but he's a big yeah. motherfucker. Um. To play Axel, it's hard because there aren't really too many good martial artists out there that are, are Westerners. Okay. Um, at least movie martial Fair. artists. So you talking about this one that came from Kun Lun? Uh, don't. He did. <laughs> Get out. Uh, Get out. Kun, Kun um, Lun on the mountain. We used to drink tea all the time. Bleh. Bleh. I was like. God, but the play. Fuck. But the play Axel. Who could play Axel? Jesus Christ. Ugh. That's tough. This reminds me that 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 and I'm stalling. That YouTube Red is coming out. Yeah, YouTube mm-hmm. Red. They have original TV series now and movies. Mm-hmm. Well, I know they have original movies, but TV series. They're doing Cobra Kai for those who don't know. Also installing for Dave. Cobra Kai. So if y'all remember the Karate Kid, mm-hmm. you had this boy Danny who went up against the bullies of Cobra Kai. You know, there's no mercy in this dojo. Strike first, strike hard. So. YouTube Red has come out with a series. Oh God! Where Ralph Macchio, oh, no, I'm not ready for this. Plays Danny, is an older guy. I'm not ready. Obviously middle aged. I don't know what is Ralph Macchio now. Forty, fifty, something like that. And uh, that kid who swept his leg, the one who he at the end of the movie, you're the best around, kicked in the face with the crane kick. That guy from Cobra Kai is down in his luck. Mm-hmm. Okay, he's not so successful. Danny, meanwhile, owns like a car dealership 
or something like that. And the Cobra Kai guy is sorry. Movie the trailer starts off and he's down on his luck. He's not really whatever. And then he uh, starts his own Cobra Kai dojo again. So he's now the master oh of Cobra Kai, what? teaching kids how to sweep the leg, teaching kids how to go in, strike first, strike hard. Yes, Sensei. And Ralph Macchio, uh, Danny, like he's he's like he's he's telling his partners, he's just like, yeah, I was I was going by one day and in the strip mall to see Cobra Kai. He's starting it up again, and then it, and then it cuts to like the Cobra Kai kid who's just like, he's 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 sitting down somewhere, and this the, and this kid's like a bunch of like rowdy teenage kids or whatever, and, the, and they, they they're like touching this guy's car, like, hey, hands off the car, what are you gonna do about it, old man? And he kicks them, and he kicks their asses, and Ralph Macchio comes to his door, oh, I heard you beat up a bunch of kids, and he's like, I didn't, I beat up a bunch of punks. And it's just like the, our fight's not over, dearie. YouTube Red. I'm like, what? Nobody asked That's for this, and it's called like Cobra. Let's call it like Cobra Kai or Cobra Strike, something like that. So it's about the Cobra Kai kid, the asshole bully kid, starting his own dojo, and it's like his kids versus like the world, and then and then like Danny has to come back and I think do his own dojo because you see him putting on his band that he had from the Karate Kid. He still has it from Mr. Miyagi, and I'm like, really? All right, now Dave's answer. So if you play Axel, I want to say Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Ooh, good pick. Because he has, because he has good acting yeah. chops. He does know how to do like some type of action from like from um, Inception and also like Dark Knight right. Rises. So and he doesn't. He was in a movie called Don, uh, Don John. He was actually like pretty like yeah, beefy in that jacked. movie. So he could get jacked up and learn like the martial arts that he has to for the mm-hmm. movie. Um, I think he'd be great. I don't remember the name of the actor, but he played. Um, Easy E and um, Shayla Compton. Oh, that dude! Yeah. yeah, he could play DJ. DJ was the younger brother of like the one of the original characters in the first one. He was like a kid, like on like roller skates, roller skates, um, or like on, on uh, what's it called, rollerblades. To play Blaze, the girl, I have no idea. I'm trying to think of a good actress that would just fit that. Because remember, this is like this is like platformer. So these characters really had no personality that the characters today have video right. games. So it's kind of hard to fit. In there, let's say Michelle Rodriguez. No, God, no. Um, wow, <laughs> damn, damn. No, what does no. she do? Well, Michelle you? Rodriguez has to oh, die sorry, in the movie, clearly. Yeah. <laughs> but no, like, I, I wouldn't, I would definitely not get her. Um, but for the but for like the wrestler, John Cena, if you look, if, if you look at like it's like some of the images from like Streets of Rage, like back in Streets of Rage 2, if you look at the wrestler, I think his name was Matt Max, that was his name, fucking mm. Max. He looks like fucking John Cena. Okay. All right. Um, but I just can't think of the life of me who can be Blaze. Oh, fuck. Word. Yeah. All right. Good uh, enough. Getting near much. Uh, I'm surprised that my answer, my bit answer, I have a lot of bits today. Um, I'm surprised that none of you thought of this. There's a game that came out a couple years back. It was called Quantum Break. Uh, for the main character, I would oh. have Sean Ashmore. For the villain, I would have... Littlefinger. Are you just casting for, the game? for the best friend? That's Charlie. Charlie from Charlie. No, I would do um Alan Wake. Absolutely, Ooh, that'd be a good movie. And I really want to cast Keanu Reeves as Alan Wake because oh, his man. wife goes missing. God damn it! And if there's one thing He's Keanu Reeves knows how to do. Lose, lose family members. members in a movie. No, Alan Wake's a very intriguing story for me. Um, it was one of those when I was working at GameStop uh, at that point. It, it was had been out for a couple of years, but it went under everyone's radar. And whenever I would recommend it to anyone who had an Xbox 360, um, out of all the times I recommended it, only it only came back twice as a return. 
and I recommended it like must have been over a hundred times easy. Uh, it's a really cool if you like um, Stephen King ish stories. Um, it's a really really cool kind of you're a writer you're on a vacation with your wife or fiance or girlfriend I can't remember um, get in a car accident wake up she's missing manuscript all over the place of a book written by you that you never written actually written and yeah it is detailing the events that happened up into the car crash and beyond that uh, ends up kind of playing with it is he crazy is he not crazy kind of deal. I would just love to see that in live action form because uh, it also plays out like it would have to be. It wouldn't be a movie, though. It would have to be a, a series. It'd have to be like a mini series, just the way it's laid out and things like that. From the chat, I'm seeing we have uh, a couple other things. We have maybe the evil within. If we Ooh. if they did a evil within, I would love to see. Uh, fuck. What's his name? Uh, Will Yun Lee. I think is his name. Uh, he he was in. Uh, we just we just talked about what he was in a couple weeks ago. Um, he was he was the dude uh, from Sleeping Dogs. He was also in. Oh yeah, oh, show that we watched. I can't remember. It was on Netflix. Altered Carbon. He's Altered, Altered Carbon. Carbon. I'd like to see him in that. That'd be really fucking cool. I haven't even beat Evil Within yet. Uh, I dig it. It's pretty good. It's all right. It's fine. It's a good action yeah. action game. It's no scares. No no thrills in it. But you know. Yeah, that's why I stopped playing because I wanted to get. Yeah, fucking and that's scared. why you got Resident Evil Seven. <laughs> that's what happens. Um, yeah, and if you want to uh, get your, if you're if you're listening to this podcast right now and you're like yelling answers at your iPhone, car stereo, wherever your headphones, wherever you're listening to this, you too can have your answers to secret questions immortalized on the internet uh, just by tuning in to Twitch.tv slash Funky each and every Thursday night at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, unless an Avengers movie is coming out or Star Wars movie is coming out, then it's usually Friday night at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, just <laughs> people who message me like answers to yeah. like, a past podcast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I'm just like, all right, put it into context, which podcast and like what was the question? Because yeah, yeah. I just was like, oh, I guess. All right, that's great. Thanks, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. <laughs> I appreciate you. Appreciate you. Um, and with that, that's officially all the time that we have for tonight. This has been issue number 138 of the Back to Back podcast. Uh, remember, you can follow us on uh, Facebook, SoundCloud, Twitter, Instagram, and right here at twitch.tv slash badcoyotefunky. Um, oh, hey, Serge. Have you ever wondered how you could help support the Bad Coyote Funky podcast without it costing an extra cent to you? Well, Greg, I have. How can I do well, that? That's a, it's very, very uh, interesting. If you... If you have an Amazon, do you have an Amazon Prime account? I, as a matter of fact, you I do. do. Well, did you know that if you make a profile on Twitch.tv with your Amazon Prime account, you could actually just give the Bad Cody Funky Podcast money without it costing you a cent? Without costing without you costing a cent? A cent. More. Yeah, so when you create your account, all you have to do is log in. I have to... Uh, link your Amazon Prime account to Twitch and you get what's called the Twitch Prime. And that way you get one free subscription every month. And you can just come and just, you know, give your favorite podcast free money. Isn't that awesome? By hitting that subscription That's button. amazing. Yeah. And it doesn't cost Not me a, a thing. damn thing. <laughs> and it helps you guys out. That's awesome. This is the best and worst bit I think we've ever done. Wait, we need like we need like that 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 like that like 1950s commercial music. Wonderful. All right. Also, feel free to leave us uh, uh, leave us a little rating, uh, whatever you want to do on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, 
uh, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, and hopefully soon to be Spotify. I'm hope actually I haven't checked Spotify in a little bit. I don't know if we're on there or not. To be yeah. honest, yeah, because the podcasting is relatively yeah, new. Yeah, they're being super picky too. I've heard. So yeah. Hopefully, we'll make it through. Uh, if you do or if you don't do any of the stuff that we just said, it's fine. We always appreciate you listening. We appreciate everyone coming over to the chat. Uh, we have he who will not be named in chat. We have uh, Soul Gill Guy Adam. <laughs> we have uh, Boulevard Gaming, I saw in there. Um, and those of you who weren't there tonight uh, or didn't participate in chat, like I still want to say what's up to Ocon. I still want to. Oh, um, um, I can't believe I've got it. Slow is in there. I saw Slow in there for a little bit. Yeah. Slow, appreciate you. Thank you for the host, Yeah, bud. thank you for that. And um, every one of the Twitch fan that comes by and says hi and gives us the host, we appreciate you guys. And remember, we will see you next time, or we will see you another time. <laughs>